Welcome to the Discipleship Challenge. Lent is a 40-day season of preparation before Easter. And this Lent, we're extending the challenge to everyone. And actually, the changing circumstances in the world make this even better time for this challenge. We're challenging you, we're challenging me, to respond to Jesus' invitation to discipleship. Or to respond to that again. And some of you know that, hey, I need to get into that again. Start over. The lifelong journey of discipleship, of serious Christian faith, begins when you're willing to pray a prayer like this. God, I want to experience you more deeply. Or Jesus, I will follow your way of love. Or Holy Spirit, transform my life. If you're willing to pray a prayer like that, even with some fear or doubt, say amen. Amen. Outstanding. That's great. In today's gospel lesson that we just heard from John 4, our own St. John, we overheard one of the most famous conversations that Jesus ever had. The conversation he had with the Samaritan woman at the well. How many of you are familiar with this story? Yep, very well-known passage. And this conversation that takes place culminates in what we heard in John 4, verse 39. Many Samaritans from that city believed in him, Jesus, because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I had ever done. I have a true or false statement for you. For you. you tell me whether it's true or whether it's false. The Samaritan woman, as soon as she came to faith in Jesus, immediately started telling other people about him. True. It's pretty true. She comes to talk to him, then she goes out. So, true. She comes to faith, she tells others. Christianity is not simply a set of beliefs, but it is a way of life. And you could describe Christianity in lots of ways. There are highly complex theologians and philosophers who describe Christianity in thousands of pages in very abstract language, and that's important, and some people need to do that. But there's a lot of ways you can describe it. One of which is that Christianity is a way of life, and that Christians are people who live the Christian way of life, which is a series of practices. Practices are things that you live out your faith with. They're things that you do. Question. These spiritual practices, is this like something somebody made up yesterday? Or like 20 years ago? No. The spiritual practices have been around for over 2,000 years. Turn to somebody and say it just like that. Two thousand years. And these spiritual practices have shown themselves to be effective exercises at strengthening human character. At opening the human being to new and deeper experiences of God. At helping the human being to experience a peace which the world cannot give. Question. How many of you can use some more strength for your character? Anybody? Lots of hands. During this time, we all could use some strengthening of our character. Uh, how many of you could use a new or deeper experience of God? And how many of you could use some peace which passes the world's understanding? <laughs> Seems like a lot of us could use some of that peace which passes understanding. And that is what is available to us in the discipleship life. Discipleship is not just a checkbox, like, oh, I did this, I did that, I did that, I'm good. 
It is a way of life that transforms. Christianity ultimately is supposed to be a way of life that transforms us. The Reverend Dr. Lauren Winner tells us this in one of her books. The spiritual disciplines are exercises that train us in the Christian life. Spiritual practices form in us the habits, skills, and strengths of faithful followers of Christ. That's from her book, Real Sex. It's always nice to cite that. Some of you are awake. That's actually the name of the book. So, but think about it this way. You aren't actually a jogger until you do what? Start start jogging. You aren't really a parent until you start parenting. So you aren't really a disciple until you start discipling or doing the things that disciples do. We can expand this. You aren't really a writer until you start writing. You aren't really a cook until you start cooking. You aren't really an activist until you start etc. Yes. So you start activating. <laughs> so, if you understood those analogies, say amen. amen. If those analogies make logical sense to you, say amen. amen. How many of you sometimes have a hard time applying that logic to your own life? Yeah, me too. Me a lot. And that's where the primacy of grace needs to come into our picture. Grace. Turn to somebody and say, God's grace. God's grace. This time do it with the enthusiastic hand gesture. <laughs> so God's grace is God's gift of forgiveness, God's gift of mercy. And as in many things in life, including our present crisis, grace is so important that we hold on to that. If you turn to page 19 in your bulletin, to the back, page 19 in the back of the bulletin, you'll find our congregational rule of life. Page 19, near the back. And you'll see that it says there, we understand this rule, this routine of spiritual practices, to be a gracious, gracious, let's all say that together, gracious process of striving. And we'll read the rest of the sentence together. Knowing we will stumble and fall short... God's mercy and the support of our parish family motivate us to continue this way of life together. Now, notice also in the second big paragraph near the end, living our rule both requires and develops growth in the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And we'll read these aloud together. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In other words, practicing the marks of discipleship, these habits, these spiritual disciplines, is a part of the Holy Spirit school of character transformation. If you're baptized and you haven't been buried, you are enrolled in the Holy Spirit school of character transformation. And this is the curriculum. What happens if you follow through on the curriculum? What's the result? What happens to you? Someone give me a drum roll. A better version of you. A more Christ-like version of you. A transformed you. Can you imagine that for your life? Can you imagine yourself being more joyful? Or being a person of greater patience? Or a person of greater self-control? That the people in your life would be blessed if you were to grow in those ways? The world certainly would be blessed. 
And maybe you can't see yourself getting from where you are now to that more Christ-like version of you. But God can. And God desires that for you. Uh, while we're here, let's recite the rule of life together, just the parts in italics. Page 19. In response to God's love, supported by my St. John's family, and empowered by the Holy Spirit, I will live my baptismal vows as a disciple of Jesus by striving to worship weekly, pray daily, serve at St. John's and beyond, love others and build spiritual friendships, know the Christian story and invite others, give generously, and rest regularly. Okay, let's break for a little joke. This one is particularly bad, so I'm just letting you know now. So a golfer, after a very frustrating time out on the green, he finishes up, he's with his caddy, they're going back to the clubhouse, he turns to the caddy and he says, you've got to be the worst caddy ever. Like the worst caddy in the world. And the caddy says, I think not. That would be too much of a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, I think about that one, too much of a coincidence. But uh, swinging along, oh, speaking of which, you would not be surprised if I told you one of the world's worst jokes, would you? That would not be a coincidence at all. That would be a regular thing. It is no coincidence, though, that the person of intentional faith, the person striving to develop their spirituality, to grow as a human being, strive, not perfectly, but strive to practice the marks of discipleship. Now, he may fail frequently. She may struggle with her discipleship, her faith, through stressful seasons of life. But the disciple can also report with gratitude, growth, and experiencing God as a reality, not just an idea. Growth in their character, starting to manifest more of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Growth in a sense of God's peace, no matter what is happening around them. Growth in their ability to love and serve others. If you'd like that kind of growth in your life, say amen. amen. So, how's your discipleship going? What are the challenges for you when it comes to your faith or your spirituality? What marks do you need to work on? Think about it for a moment. Just think. Be honest with yourself and God. I'm going to rewind that one. So how's your discipleship going? What are the challenges for your faith, for your spirituality? What marks do you need to work on? Think about it just for a moment. And take just a few seconds, talk with somebody around you. What are the challenges before you? What marks do you need to work on? Just for a few seconds, talk to somebody around you about that. Go for it. Background noise. Background noise.
Okay. Lent is a season for spiritual reflection and improvement, and so this could be a very long conversation. But think about those things you need to pay attention to and give them some attention for the rest of Lent during this time of disruption. The Right Reverend Graham Cray, a bishop of the church, tells us this. We need to be aware that there is something deeply countercultural about Christian disciplines. Regular prayer, learning from scripture, worship, holy communion, community, and sacrificial service are intended to make us something that we will never become naturally. Did you catch that? Make us something that we will never become naturally. So this let take the discipleship challenge. Become that version of you that you will never become naturally on your own. But that you can become supernaturally with the help of God and God's people. How do you do that? By praying. God, I want to experience you more deeply. How do you do that? By striving to practice the marks of discipleship. How do you do that? By acknowledging your mess-ups. But by grace, with God's grace, carrying on anyway. As has been famously said, just do it. This afternoon, this week, outside of those red doors, whether the world is in a crisis, whether the world is not in crisis, whether your life is disrupted or not, outside of those red doors, this week, live as a disciple of Jesus. Amen.